0: Frog and Toad ate many cookies, one after another. You know, Toad, said Frog with his mouth full, I think we should stop eating, we will soon be sick. You're right, said Toad, let us eat one last cookie, and then we will stop. Welcome everyone back to the Grit and Moxie podcast where we are celebrating women's witness, fitness, and gritness. I'm your hostess, Christine DeSouza. Welcome back, everyone, to Grit and Moxie. Today, we are continuing on with our mini-series where we're taking children's books and finding the lessons that our adults are still kind of learning. And today, we're talking about Frog and Toad Together by Arnold LaBelle. And the name of the story is cookies. Now, I don't know if you've ever read this, but if you haven't read it before, you're probably going to find a few chuckles in here, may find some relatables, and we're going to talk about some interesting themes and concepts that have come about in this story, as well as in many, 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 many coaching sessions. So let's talk. Let's read rather. Toad baked some cookies. These cookies smell very good, said Toad. He ate one. And they taste even better, he said. Toad ran to Frog's house. Frog, Frog, cried Toad. Taste these cookies that I've made. Frog ate one of the cookies. These are the best cookies I've ever eaten, said Frog. Frog and Toad ate many cookies, one after another. You know, Toad, said Frog, with his mouth full, I think we should stop eating. We will soon be sick. You're right, said Toad. Let us eat one last cookie. And then we will stop. So Frog and Toad ate one last cookie. There were many cookies left in the bowl. And Frog said, Toad, let us eat just one very last cookie. And then we will stop. Frog and Toad ate one very last cookie. We must stop eating, cried Toad, as he ate another. Yes, Frog, reaching for another cookie. We need willpower. Willpower? What's willpower? asked Toad. Willpower is trying hard not to do something that you really want to do. You mean like trying not to eat all of these cookies? Asked Toad. Right, said Frog. Frog put the cookies in a box. There, he said. Now we will not eat any more cookies. But we can open the box, said Toad. That's true, said Frog. So Frog tied some string around the box. There, he said. Now we will not eat any more cookies. But we can cut the string and open the box, said Toad. That's true, said Frog. So Frog got a ladder and he put the box up on a high shelf. There, said Frog. Now we will not eat any more cookies. But, We can climb the ladder, take the box down from the shelf, and cut the string, and open the box, said Toad. That's true, said Frog. So Frog climbed the ladder and took the box down from the shelf. He cut the string and opened the box. Frog took the box outside, and he shouted in a loud voice, Hey birds, here are the cookies. Birds came from everywhere. They picked up all the cookies in their beaks and flew away. Now we have no more cookies to eat, said Toad sadly. Not even one. Yes, said Frog, but we have lots and lots of willpower. You may keep it all, Frog, said Toad. I'm going home now to bake a cake. What do you think about that story? <laughs> I think it's hysterical. And I think it is very true that we are still dealing with some of these mindset issues, these food attachments, and, you know, some things that are actually chemical and biological in our bodies that we kind of put in motion by means of our choices and and things like that. So it's really interesting. And so, a couple things I would love to note here is at the end it cracks me up that he was like oh yeah well we don't have any cookies but we got lots and lots of willpower now i'm going home to bake a cake okay so what do you think do you think that that they demonstrated willpower yes no maybe what are your thoughts on that i think it's not willpower I think that they they do not have willpower, and I think that willpower typically doesn't win in situations like this, right? You might cr- try and create distance between you and that food that might be holding some sort of power over you, and you might feel like it's a power struggle in a way, uh, but, willpower it doesn't win because as hard as we try it's always gonna feel like a power struggle right so willpower is not a good strategy to put in healthy lifestyle choices right to put them in action even though we like to think that we just need more willpower and then it'll be easy. That's typically not the case. And I'll be going through some things that do work a little bit better than the willpower. And I'm not gonna say that putting distance between yourself and a food or an activity or something that you're trying not to do doesn't help at all because it can. It can help, right? So if you don't have lots of temptations around you, then it surely can help, right? So you've probably heard how sometimes pregnant women, they'll be on the couch, midnight, sending their husband out for a very specific snack, right? So people will go through great lengths to get what they want. Just like Frog and Toad did, right? They tried, they tied the box, they went up in the on the ladder, put it on top of the fridge, right? Sometimes for me, I'll put things in the freezer and that actually does help because out of sight, out of mind. And then I forget they're in the freezer and, you know. So I'm not saying that it can't help. It can help, but it's not the only solution. But it is a strategy that could make things a little easier for you, okay? But we're gonna get to what actually is going to help you more so with behavior change. So we don't actually know, it doesn't tell us what, you know, if Frog and Toad had been doing this all the time, if they were indulging all the time and they just wanted to get healthier and, you know, we don't know if they had a a weight problem, an energy issue, Um, like a brain fog, we don't know what they were dealing with. The only thing it tells us about why they wanted to stop eating the cookies is because they didn't want to get sick, right? Because we all know if we eat too much of what's not so good for us, we can not feel good, right? And that's especially true for some of us that have to deal with food allergies, for me in particular, celiac, right? So if I have something with gluten in it, then I know I'm not gonna feel good after, right? So it's a pretty good deterrent. But in this case, it really did not deter frog and toad from eating anymore, right? But what they did have was this urgency factor, right? When they were eating the cookies, in the beginning, if you remember, um, they said to each other, we'll stop eating the cookies when they're all gone right because they had this sense of urgency like they had to eat all the cookies like they couldn't if they didn't eat all the cookies then then they were not going to have any later right so they were afraid of like the classic fomo i guess i don't know who they thought were going to eat the cookies cuz i think they're both they both live alone I could be wrong about that also i might be reading into the story but i don't think i've ever read about any other characters and their stories so they had they felt like they had to eat it right then so they may have felt like they weren't going to have another opportunity to eat them they may have felt like some kind of scarcity that they were not going to be able to maybe somebody else was going to eat them maybe they weren't going to be able to be accessed but they just felt like they couldn't wait till tomorrow to have another cookie. That was not what they were looking to do. And isn't it true that sometimes we feel that? Isn't that weird? That we are sometimes like, well, there's pizza here now. I'm never gonna be able to have a piece of pizza again. I never get pizza, right? When the fact of the matter is you can get pizza anytime you want. Really, for the most part, for a, you know, I'm sure this is not true for every single person in America, but the vast majority of people in America are richer than lots of other areas in the in the world, right? So a lot of us, have the ability to get pizza anytime we want, right? We will move mountains to get pizza if we want it. Bad enough, okay, just like they did. But knowing that should actually help you assess when you're eating something. You can ask yourself that question. You can say, hey, can I get this tomorrow if I want more? Can I get some in an hour if I want more? Can I get some next month if I want more? Nine times out of 10, the answer is probably gonna be yes. It might take you a little bit more work, a little bit more effort to get it again. But in most cases, in most instances, you can get it again. So you don't have to feel that sense of urgency or scarcity or fear mentality that Frog and Toad were feeling there, right? I also think that in this story that they were eating for the experience, right? The experiential factor. And it's not wrong to eat food for the experience. I mean, I think God created food not only to nourish us, but if it was only to nourish us, I don't think it would have flavor. I don't think it would have, you know, any other effects on our body, right? So how sugar gets that serotonin going, right? So there's other aspects. If you eat something spicy, you really like, you can sweat, right? And you get uh, a nice refreshing feeling, right? When you have either hot peppers or like say cold cucumbers or something like that, right? There is an experiential factor that comes with food. However, it's not the only reason to eat right we need to take into the other factors right like honoring our body how we're treating our body how our body's going to feel and noting that although i believe food eating food is experiential it is not only experiential and you wanna keep in mind the other things that you will experience after you eat the food, okay? Which could mean, you know, not feeling good or could mean continually becoming larger than you feel comfortable with, right? Like pushing that obesity barrier, right? For some of us, that's true, okay? There's other things that we will experience experience also later that might not be as pleasant. High blood pressure, right? Uh, Diabetes, all kinds of things that we could also experience. So you want to think of not just the experience of that moment, but the experiences to come that also are a result of your lifestyle choices and in this example, your food choices, right? I don't think frog and toad were thinking like if I Yeah, if I eat this whole thing of cookies, I might get a stomachache, but they probably weren't thinking I could develop type 2 diabetes, right? They probably weren't thinking about that. So part of that is educating yourself and remembering that that's a real possibility, right? There's other things that you could experience differently in the same way that you could experience some amazing things with different food choices, right? That could give you longer lasting experiential benefits in the future, right? Feeling energetic, feeling confident, feeling healthy, feeling vibrant, right? So I don't want to go on too long about that. I definitely break this all down into detail in my upcoming program that's going to be starting in just a couple of weeks, a 12-week program where you can reset all this stuff. So let's move on. Oh, and also in eating for the experience, have you ever heard that the first bite is always the best? And have you ever caught yourself like continuing to eat even though it's actually not even tasting as good to you anymore or really recreating that first bite or that... First experience. It's very interesting, but that is so true. It's definitely true. Something I found pretty thoughtful here was that in this, right? So we know that they didn't want to keep eating because they acknowledged that they were probably going to feel sick. So when you acknowledge how you're going to feel, or you acknowledge a what is going to be an effect of a choice you are actually making a choice right so that's what the step is so you acknowledge what you think that the result is going to be but then you still have the responsibility to make the choice and the decision of if you're going to move forward with that right i always say it's not what you know it's not it's not what you know it's what you do right so they knew they were gonna feel sick after, but they kept eating one last cookie. No, one last cookie. They kept eating the cookies anyway, right? (laughs) And when we do that, we give up kind of our power, right? And our control, and it's so so interesting because a lot of times we make food choices because we want to be in control. Whether we make the choice that's better for us or not, we like to be the ones to make that decision. We don't like to be told what we can eat and can't eat, right? So when thinking about some of these situations that we go through or some of these situations that Frog and Toad went through, we wanna think about what, are some ways to, you know, what could have been done differently? What could have been done differently? Or what should we do if we know these are things that frequently happen to us, too, right? We know willpower is not going to work. We know that, you know, we're struggling with like feeling like you have to eat it all now, okay? That urgency factor. We know that we're eating because it's just so good, just because of the experience. We know where we might not feel great after, right? If we eat all the cookies or all whatever that is for you. Okay, so the first thing we have to do is we have to start to get our relationship right with our body and our relationship right with food. And so how do we do that? We have to actually sit down and take a period of time and work through this where we actually set our own personal core values towards our health and wellness. And part of that is our nutrition, right? What do we decide is good for us? Not in the moment, at a separate time, because in the moment, we're probably making an impulsive decision. But if we make these decisions and guidelines for ourselves, beforehand number 1 when we're in the moment we're going to remember well this is kind of what I decided and I decided it's not really good for my lifestyle so so I'm not going to do this right now right I'm not going to eat all the cookies I'm not going to have that third glass of wine I'm not going to do x y or z because you've already thought it through and you already looked at the bigger picture you've already looked at the experiences to come after your decisions and decided what's best for you so you're the one making the rules you're the one deciding and you're the one calling the shots and it's not someone just telling you to do it because we all want to make our own decisions right it doesn't last long when we're just feel like someone else is trying to control us. I don't know if anybody else has a little bit of that pride in them, but you know, just saying that might be part of the equation, okay? And, and when we're making those core values, we're taking into consideration what's the reason why that I'm making these decisions, right? So they're not arbitrary uh, rules or code of ethics or, or, or values that you're making for no reason. You're finding out what you want to do, feel like, be, create in your life and why, okay? So we know that in this story with Frog and Toad, their why was not big enough, right? It didn't motivate them. Their why was like, oh, I'm just gonna have a little stomach ache later. It's okay, it's all good, okay? That why wasn't big enough for them, but had they had something that was more motivating to them Right, like I know a lot, of, a lot of people have whys of, I want to be able to run outside with my kids. I don't wanna be saying, no, I'm tired all the time. <laughs> no, you run with your brother or sister. I'm just gonna watch here from the steps, right? Maybe that's a bigger why, okay? It's different for everyone what our reason is for why we want to have a strong foundation for our health in our lives, right? We do only have one body. We do only have one body and we have to think about that. Okay, so the other thing is awareness. Once you take that separate time and become aware of of where you're going with your health, where you're going with your life, and not only that to set the core values, but awareness of what you're doing now, okay? Because when you're aware of what you're doing now, then you learn and you know what habits need to change, okay? So of course you can educate yourself on what it takes to get where you want to be, but if you don't know what you're doing now, If you haven't taken that inventory, it's going to be hard for you to say, okay, well, I need to change this habit to that, and that habit to this, and this to that, okay? And they might not be huge changes. They might just be small, sustainable changes that you accumulate over time, okay? And what that's going to do is when you have the core values, when you have your awareness when you have that all set up, it's going to be easier for you to make your decisions. It's gonna make it easier for you every time you have to make a decision regarding your health, okay? Whether it's getting up and moving or whether it's in this story, I keep going back to the story example because you know we're talking about this story, Frog and Toad and the cookies. The, the cookies, then you'll know what decision to make, right? So at the end of the story, They just had that struggle with the cookies and finally said, well, let's just throw out all the cookies. And then then he said, okay, well, I'm just gonna go make a cake now. Now, do you think they're gonna have the same problem with the cake? Yes, (laughs) good chance it's gonna be the same problem with the cake, but maybe baking is his hobby, right? Maybe he loves to bake. So maybe there can be some strategies surrounding that. If that's the reason, the motivation for the baking, just because they enjoy it, then there can be some solutions around what he's gonna do with that baked good after he's done with it, right? Maybe he's not gonna eat it. Maybe he's gonna give it away. Maybe he's gonna sell it, okay? Maybe it's gonna be something that still helps him work within his core values and still maintain the love and the pleasure of baking. Not that he can never have cake, of course he can have cake, but if the motivation was not to eat the cake in his baking, because it's not always the case, and it's something that brings joy, the actual pursuit of baking, then when you take the time to really examine, your habits, your whys, your purposes, and your mindset, then it really, really helps you stay on track with what you're trying to do, right? What you're trying to do with your personal health, okay? And mindset is a huge part of that. We know that. And we know that the brain can be rewired, right? It It is pliable, malleable. I'm not sure what the right word is there, but it can specifically be rewired. But you have to intentionally do that retraining for preparing your mindset for life, okay? For your goals, for your health goals, for your career goals, for your family goals, for anything that you desire. You need to start by setting up the mind, okay? Weeding out the toxic, okay? And feeding it with fruitful. But here's what can happen sometimes. Say you were in the situation with those cookies and you ate more cookies than you wanted to. Here's what we don't want, okay? We don't want you to shame yourself and put this extreme guilt on yourself, right? You want to be able to forgive yourself because it's not, we don't want to get into demonizing food and making this tied to our worth, right? But what happens when you you fix your mindset and you fix your relationship with food is, like I said, number one, you, you can forgive yourself more quickly, okay? Or... Maybe you don't even have to forgive yourself because you've switched your mindset to know that you didn't do anything bad or wrong, you just didn't get closer to moving in the direction that you want to, okay? it Doesn't make you a bad person. (laughs) Doesn't make you, these frog and toad, they're not bad because they wanted those cookies, right? Has nothing to do with that, okay? The other thing is you'll be able to get in tune with your body more quickly. And once you're able to stay in tune with your body more quickly, you're gonna realize what habits are not so good, what's good, what's making you feel right, and then over time, if you are in tune with that, because sometimes we're eating and we're just totally numbed out, right? We're just thinking about our problems, watching, you know, whatever, Netflix or, you know, scrolling through, YouTube or TikTok or something, and we're not even like aware that we're eating sometimes, right? But when you do get in tune, slow down, pay attention, feel everything, then you're gonna be quicker to make the right decision, okay? Along with what you kinda laid down, the framework with your core values, and then also you're gonna be able to develop solutions to your cyclic patterns. Okay. So, these are all things that come with the pattern of mindset, figuring out your why, realizing your habits, getting in tune with connecting to your body, right? And that's really part of what it takes, you know, aside from knowing eight your ABCs, right? Knowing what you need for your nutrients and macros and you know, knowing that you need to get up and exercise. So, besides what you know, because remember, you, a lot of us know what to do, we just don't do it. Okay. So, aside from knowing the know, which is an easier problem to fix because you can get the information, is get putting the time in to get to know yourself, to start to reframe your mindset, and then build upon your habits. Okay. To to what? To not eat the whole bag of cookies. <laughs> to what? To feel good. This is all about feeling good, being healthy, living your best, giving your best, moving towards your purpose in life. And just, you know, we have a short life here. We have one body, we got two, do our due diligence and enjoy that okay and flourish that the best we know how okay and so that's it for today i hope you enjoyed frog and toad together by arnold labelle the story was called cookies this is a great one to read to the kids definitely definitely lots of good information in this short teaching series, right? There's lots of teaching moments within this little story. I mean, I could have gone on and on and on, and I may have been a little bit bouncing around because there's just so much and it's so good and it's so common. It's so common, so common, (laughs) so common. Can I say that again? It's so common. So again, enjoy this, listen to it over and over. If you feel like you need any additional help in some of these areas, This is the kind of stuff that we actually break down, go through and reprogram in our upcoming Boss Fit Naked Truth edition that's happening in just a few weeks. So if you want more information about that, reach out, let me know. You can go to my website, christinedesouza.com and you can learn more about that. Definitely you can always shoot me an email. I'm happy to get on the phone with you also and talk about what's going on with you and see if it's actually something that would be a good fit for you or if there's something else that uh, that is gonna be more prime for for the stage that you're in. So that's it. Thank you so much again for listening to Grit and Moxie. I will see you next time. Thank you for spending your time here with me at the Grit and Moxie podcast. If you want to hear more about honoring your body through health and wellness, visit Christine DeSouza.com where you can find resources, on-demand classes, and programs, all designed to help you show up as the mommy you want to be, lose that baby weight, get that energy, and that mental clarity that you have been missing. Most of all, that is where you can connect with me directly and set up a free health strategy call where we can talk about how this all applies to you and your life specifically. I'll see you there.